I wanted to share a couple things this morning. I'm getting a lot of questions, which are good, uh, in terms of things to do. And uh, I went back through the link that you send everybody, and I'm going to have you go over that in just a moment. But I went back through it this morning on some of the things that are in there, some of the recordings that I've made, and a couple of them I was chuckling. <laughs> I wanted to take notes on me. Um, you know how you kind of have a tendency to forget. But if you would introduce that, and then I'm going to go through a little bit about why it's important for them to watch that. Okay, so when you get your welcome email, you get a link. It's called Sylvester Team Media. It's just a Dropbox link with a couple of folders, uh, lots of good information. It's not meant to be a cure-all. And with COVID, it's not necessarily meant to be used uh, on the phone with a virtual appointment. What it's meant to do is to change not what you think, but how you think. Okay, so there are tips on uh, insurance knowledge, uh, you know, things that you don't get when you're studying for the exam, okay? If you need to know a state regulation after you pass that exam, you can Google it. That's just not information you need to retain. But a lot of this information that's in the uh, link uh, with the folders is sales information that you will get eventually through personal development, but it might take a year. And so this is meant for you to have as training at your fingertips as part of your daily personal development. And Dick, you're going to go over some of those things. I am. If you're new to the insurance industry, there is a vast amount of knowledge and understanding here on how our products work and how to protect the client. One of the things that we really zero in on in our in sales, and it really doesn't matter what you're selling, there are things that you can say and do that will produce results, and there are things that you can say or produce or uh, that will not produce results. And um, most, most of the presentation you're going to watch in this is not going to work on a virtual presentation. Uh, because it was designed when we were sitting in front of people, as Robert made the comment, it's easier to make a sale a lot of times when you're sitting in front of the people. One, they know you're not a three-headed monster. Uh, two, they can see how much you care through your body language. You can see how they're responding through their body language. We, we lose some of that with the virtual presentation. Um, in the virtual presentation, you don't have time to educate your clients. See, the education process uh, I went through was part of my connecting process. We don't have that luxury now. Uh, lots of presentations primarily with the idea of educating yourself uh, when a specific question comes up. Uh, now you've got the knowledge and the understanding how to overcome it. You're not going to be able to go through the whole process, but there are nuggets that you can pull out that you can use. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of that here in a second. Um, I talk about overcoming objections in a way that they understand what is best in their interest. And I really don't even like that word of coming objections because it sounds like you're just trying to gloss over something and, may, and minimize it. And that's not the case. When we, when we talk about overcoming an objection, we're all talking about overcoming it with information and knowledge that allows them to see both sides of the coin so that they can decide what's best for them. So it's not really an overcoming the objection. It's just a process 
that we allow them and empower them to make the right decision. Let me give you an example. You know, people come up, if you've been doing this very long, well, I've got insurance on my job, I don't need anything. How do you overcome that? Well, guys, that is on uh, in that link that Connie was talking about a minute ago. You know, life insurance, I used to hate that because I would get it and I knew life insurance on the job and group plans was so cheap, two, three, four dollars a week, you know, how in the world can I overcome that? But I didn't understand what the pitfalls were to insurance on your job. So as I studied and went through this, and guys, we're talking probably a two or three year process of trial and error before I finally figured out what it was. Once I realized what insurance on the job truly is, it's a plan that is priced and designed to go away 11 years before you die. And people, when you're in the home, look at you like, how do you know when I'm going to die? Well, see, we don't know when you're going to die, but we do know this. The insurance companies, they price this with the understanding that if you leave your job, you lose the insurance. Well, people will tell you all the time, I love my job. I've got job security. I'm never leaving my job. Six months later, they have a car wreck, can't work there anymore. They lose the insurance. That's what the company's counting on that sold the insurance. That's why it's so cheap. Um, they have a health condition that comes up or they get laid off. I received a phone call the other day, and um, what I, well, before I get to that, what I point out is most families want some coverage that's going to be there until they need it. And uh, I actually got so good, and if you will go to that link and, and pull this thing out and practice it and practice it and practice it and then practice it some more, I got so good at it, I would bait people to come up with, I have insurance on my job so that I could overcome it because when I got finished, without being rude, they were sorry they brought it up. You know, the men brought it up like thinking I got him and I'm not going to have to buy this stuff. And when we got finished, he bought more than he planned on, you know, because he, there was no way out of it. So um, I just want you to understand, um, when this client called me the other day, the first words out of her mouth were, you were right. Now, this was a couple <clears throat> that I had sold in uh, 2016. First words out of her mouth were, you were right. I lost my job the end of June. I lost my insurance on myself, my husband, and my children. And I had told her that if they would let her buy more insurance, she should, <clears throat> because it was so, so, so cheap, but it might not or probably wouldn't be there when they needed it. And that rang in her ears from the end of June until last week when she was able to find my phone number again because they had bought from me and canceled a few weeks later. And she had misplaced my card, and it took her eight weeks to find it. See, the virtual appointments, it's more transac transactional than it is where you have the time to sit down with people. So you're not going to be able to use everything that's in my in-home presentation, my worksheets, and so on. But there are parts that if you really understand what we're, we were communicating there, you can take some of those things here. And I'm going to give you some ideas on actually how to do that. 
you still have to connect, but you're going to have to connect in a different way. You know, when you go with a, uh, a video where you can see them and they can see you, you're going to see or hear things in the background, a dog, a picture, uh, a deer's head hanging on the wall. There will be something that you can connect with that you know about. So that, that hasn't gone away. It's just we're doing it differently. Uh, we're going to have to ask fewer questions, but we're going to have to ask better questions that produce results. Let me give you an example. You know, if I was talking to a 68 or a 72-year-old somewhere early on, rather than ask a whole lot of questions, I might start off with this one. Well, John and Mary, let me ask you something. If I'm unable to help you today, which means no one can because we're appointed with a lot of carriers, do you have a plan B in place that will at least protect the equity in your home so that your family gets that money? You know you, of course, you as the agent knows what their mortgage is. You know, you owe 110000 on your mortgage to say five or six years from now, your home is worth one hundred and sixty dollars to $200,000. Using the one hundred and sixty as an example, if when the unexpected happens, your home's worth one hundred and sixty, and you've got, you only owe one hundred and ten, who do you want to get that $50,000? And shut up until they answer, well, my wife, do you have a plan B in place that's going to make sure she gets that money instead of the bank or a complete stranger? Mm -hmm. No, we don't. Guys, right there, 50% of the sale is made because if you show them a payment that's going to allow her to get that $50,000, you've got a sale. But you've got to ask fewer questions and get – and and this is a, a technique that needs practice. You know, I hear you guys when you call me and I say, well, what did you say when they said that? And they're off to the races, and we can't do that. We don't have that luxury on these virtual appointments. We've got to get to the point that we're asking a specific question that drives home a point. Um, when you go through what I just did with this 68 to 72-year-old plant, do you have a plan B in place that will at least protect the equity in your home so that your family gets the money? Guys, that's a great question. And if they say no, what you've done is you have just set up a critical period equity protection presentation and plan. All right? See, one important part of, of a virtual sale is, is eventually. Now, there are other, other scenarios you're going to run into that you're going to need to learn to ask specific questions. If you've got a younger couple, you know, I'm sure you've got, you know, income replacement on your job, but what's going to make sure your family gets to stay in the house? These are questions that they need, you need to address because if you don't ask these questions, all you are is a talking machine. You're almost a professional visitor. They don't need a professional visitor right now. They need someone who's going to ask the hard questions so that the family is protected. See, one important aspect of a virtual sale is for us to lay out three options. You know, once you get their attention to this, you know, say, well, there's three ways we can do mortgage protection. 
Uh, a lot of people, you know, if they're under 45, will cover the full mortgage. Uh, some people are thinking, you know, if something happens to me, my spouse can handle half the payment. So they'll get enough coverage so that they can reduce the payment down so that the house payment's less than rent. And guys, that's less than rent is a very powerful phrase. You know, you might say, now, Dick, I'm going to say the exact same thing you did, where they're going to reduce the payment down so it's half of what it is today. No, that's a good phrase, but that's not powerful. That's not going to move them to make a decision. It's, a, it's going to get the payment down so that it's less than rent. That's much more powerful than the other way. Uh, other people will do an equity protection plan. They want to put a plan together if they're younger, this is what I would use, that keeps the family in the house for at least five years and gives them time to sell the house and use that equity as a down payment on a smaller home on a payment that they can then afford. If I'm dealing with an older client, I'm not going to say keep the family in the house for five years. I'm going to say, like what I just covered on the equity protection a minute ago, they're going to give the family enough money to make the house payment long enough so that they can sell it so they get that $50,000 instead of giving it to a stranger. So we, we need to learn on the virtual presentation, guys, what we're going to offer when we do this. We're going to offer them a 20-year term. Robert and Elvira have been working on this. They found that the 20-year term is the best um, because that lowers the payment. We're probably not going to go into a return of premium. Now, once a sale is made and you've got the sale, say, for a 20-year a term for 40% of the mortgage payment or, or to pay off or 60% of that, say, now, I just want you to know once this crazy world was up again, we're going to go back and we're going to do another review to see if we've really accomplished everything that you need. What we're doing now is we're making sure that if the unexpected happens, the survivor is in a position to stay in the home long enough to make – we're just giving them time is what we're going to do. But when this world opens back up, we're going to have another visit, and we're going to sit down and re reevaluate your situation and see if we need more coverage here, if we need a 30-year plan, if we need a return of premium where you get all your money back. We'll fix that later, but we're taking care of keeping the family in the home today. See, if somebody explained that to me, that is explaining I don't need a sale, but what I am trying to do is make sure your family is taken care of and protected today, and we'll go back and fix it later and make sure that everything is taken care of in the long term instead of just the short term. So now you can say the same thing that I just said, but understanding the tone, the cadence with which you present this over the phone, that's where you're going to convey that you care about them, not about yourself. So, and, and again, that's why we record these so you can go back and listen to how I said what I said, and Connie's right. Not yet. We're trying to convey what we, what you say is important, but what you convey is more important. 